Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of All About Tech. This is episode three. Today is the um, 20th of May. 20th, 20th of May. May. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's been a long time since we've last done a podcast. Uh, so Sorry long, about the, uh, the special edition one. It was a very special edition, i.e. special ed. Awesome sound quality too, guys. Um, if if you haven't heard it yet, then you must go out and listen. I recommend it highly. It's like one of the best podcasts ever. Yeah, if you want to make your ears bleed, then it's perfect. The ears are already bleeding on this podcast. Yeah, true. Okay, um, well, I've said the date, I've said the episode, so without further ado, I'm your host, Nathan Klein. And I'm your co-host, Tim Evans. Or, um, joint, like a jigsaw. Oh, just shut up. Get out of here. <laughs> This is all about tech. All about tech. All about tech. Techie, techie, techie. All about tech. Okay, so that's the intro for this episode of All About Tech, done by moi. Sorry if I'm creeping moi. you people out there. Uh, this episode of tech, as we said in the last episode, we're going to talk about a couple of things. Um... Mainly speculative things, and also we'll obviously talk about E3, seeing that's a big thing. Uh, stuff like the Halo 3 trailer, but uh, for speculation-wise, we will be talking about Battlefield 2142, which we're all looking forward to, I can assure you. All of us here at Shade Industries... My violent side is just in anticipation yes, of killing I, people. I just want to turn invisible and slice your throats. It's just what I... Yeah, nice. No, I'm things. very good at sound effects. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> um, and we're also talking about Twilight Princess on um getting released on the Rev and the Wee Wee. Oh, the Wii. Sorry, you forgot the about Wii. that one. That'll be in our E3 section. The Wii and the uh, GameCube at the same time, which is an interesting tactic. Um, very yes. interesting. Strange. Um, and we're also going to be. Talking about uh, anything else? Um, yeah, we got our little website topic today. We're going to be reviewing a website by a little company called Null River, a little company I found with a nice little app. So we'll be reviewing their website today to give some some praise for some great stuff they have on their website, some good content. So we'll be talking about that, and um, we'll um, also be talking about um, some new TVs and um, the sound quality you can get off. Um, the new speakers and things like that you can get for TVs these days, and we'll be talking about... I got 5.1! T- Tim's very overjoyed with himself for getting 5.1, finally. So surround sound! Nothing like... Do, 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 there is do, nothing do. like surround sound ever. Like, go back to 2.1 and you'll wish you, like, want to die. Yeah, I slit my throat with my harmonica. Imagine listening to this podcast on 2.1. <laughs> it's like two reasons to die. Anyway, <laughs> all right. So we're going to jump into our first. Topic. <laughs> we're going to jump into our first topic today. Surprisingly, we're going to go for speculation first because it seems like um, it's the one we've seen most interested in at the moment because it involves Battlefield and twenty-one forty-two. Anyway, <laughs> so we'll jump into that first topic today. This is all about tech.
Um, that was uh, Santana's song, we call it. Toussaint L'Overture. I'm not French. Can't you tell? <laughs> yes, that's Based. what the translation is. Yes. I am not French. Cannot you tell? Cannot you tell? <laughs> <laughs> well, he speaks very broken English. Dim. We're crazy. <laughs> anyway, okay. Battlefield 2142. Definitely. All right. Um, as 200 you, years after 1942, as the solar ice caps have melted... Too bad they're solar, so it doesn't give a crap about Earth. <laughs> Basically, um, the trailer has been Polar. released for 2142. Actually, three trailers of for it. Um, a full uh, gameplay trailer, which uh-huh. unfortunately I actually haven't seen. Neither has Tim, I gather, because it's pretty big. It's a high-res trailer. You can grab it off the official Battlefield 2142 know, site. I still only have dialogue, dialogue, We'll fix that dialogue, soon. Dialogue, 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 dialogue. If... If you listen to this podcast, you're supporting a man who has dial-up. Think dial of the... Dial-up, dial-up, just dial-up, think of the rewards for this poor, poor man. <laughs> who has dial-up, 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 dial Anyway, enough of the... This <laughs> is <laughs> stupid. All right, um, 2442, the um, gameplay trailer has been released. It's pretty big. It's about 200-something megabytes. You can grab it off the official 2142 site. Just Google it. Yes. Um... Lovely old Google. I love those chaps. There's also another video on uh, the game mode that they released called Titan. We'll talk about that in a second. That's the game mode. Titan. Something like that. Big mechs. And then the other one's just uh, the trailer, which most people have seen because, you know, it was kind of leaked early, I'm guessing, because it seemed to appear on YouTube before it actually appeared on the 2142 site. But, um, yeah. Good old YouTube. That's the three trailers. Um, it was at A3. Everyone seemed to be extremely impressed with it because, as most people know, we've come to expect a hell of a lot from the Battlefield series because Definitely. it is massive. I mean, even Vietnam, which wasn't that great, it, like, not awesome. very widely accepted game, was a very good game. I don't know the why it was soundtrack never s- ever. I love yeah, 60s music. Yeah, it had such a good soundtrack. Why didn't... I don't know why it didn't catch on. It was so much better than the, pre- the predecessor, 1942. Not necessarily in gameplay, but it was very different. 1942 is a great game. It still is, even compared to BF2. BF2 is different because... uh, Actually, Vietnam was different to BF2 and 1942 in the fact that it targeted a different era of war than both of them. Yeah. 1942 was more mainstream, as was BF2, but Vietnam was very out there and different sort of war. Yes. And I don't know whether people like that or something. I don't know. And also, you had all those... Weird weapons that people never like got to use. Like you had little spikes that you could throw out to pop tires and kill people on the field yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Like stakes you could put into the ground. There's lots of different things you could do with Vietnam that you could do in any of the other games that were just very, like, kind of guerrilla warfare sort of style. Yeah. That um, would have been enjoyable for people, but I don't know. It's like Battlefield Vietnam. Plus, it's the first Aww. one with helicopters as well, so. You sure? Yeah, definitely. B- uh, BF1942 didn't have helicopters. I thought there was a 1942 expansion that had one. Actually, secret weapons of World War II? Uh, it World doesn't War matter. Oh, it doesn't matter. 19, uh, 2142, sorry, yes. is going to revolutionise the way the Battlefield series works. This is the first game that's going to go into the future, into the unknown, uncharted territory of warfare. Yeah. So we're looking at something that has, in previous years and different sorts of games, failed miserably. Yes, it has, definitely. Um... Almost all the games that have tried to go for, you know, future warfare have not done well. Mm. I mean, there's been some out there examples that have done pretty well, such as, um, what's it called? Uh, Winter Assault. What's it? Um, 
I don't know. Warhammer even is more futuristic and sort of I like mean, Battlefield and twenty one forty two. When Battlefield twenty one forty two, it's, like, it's cross between Warcraft and BF. The thing with Battlefield twenty one forty two is it's actually future, like in the future. I mean, uh, but lots of action games are kind of futuristic, but only because they're fantasy, so they're set in space, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But with that, what field twenty one forty two? They're actually trying to keep it still grounded on Earth. Yeah, well, um, in the people who were making um twenty one forty two, they were had an interview or something like that. It was it's um again on the official twenty one forty two side again. Just Google it, and um they were talking about just how they it. they wanted to keep it realistic and not so far out there to believe because that's yeah. been the problem with all the other games. They try to go way too far. I mean, they have some realistic elements, but the others just far outweigh the ones that are realistic. And, like, then all the mechs just destroy everything. Mm. you got to balance the things out as well, because a lot of the time in those kind of games, the human soldier, the value of them just gets completely lost and people would just go for it. Even though in Battlefield 2, we all have to say, before the newest patch came out, those tanks were way too overpowered. <laughs> they still they are. just destroy everything. They still are pretty oh, overpowered. Oh, not really. With the, the rocket launchers, now they've improved them a lot. But enough, we keep straying from Battlefield 2142. But, um, yeah, it looks like a really good game. Especially that invisible guy. That looks sweet. And those helicopters and yeah. the mechs and everything. You can cloak yourself. You can have EMP grenades. Um, and also that new game mode that I was talking about is Titan. Something about, um, something to do with mechs or something. Each team has one huge mech or something. And the aim is to survive the longest with your mech and protect the base and something like that. Kind of like the style of Battlefield um, 2, except places a new focus on a moving target rather than a standstill target, which is a flag. So it could be interesting. We'll see how it turns out. But thank goodness they're still keeping the good old, you know, capture the flag style double assault. Yes, those are very fun maps. Battlefield 2, I mean, every other game, uh, well, actually the whole Battlefield series is the only game, uh, the only game series that seemed to do that well. Yes. UT, I think, followed that up pretty well as well. Oh, UTCTF is great. Great fun. Nothing like UTCTF is awesome. And it's, and also UT game modes like um, Capture the Ball, I think it's called. That one's fun yeah, as. Because um, you just shoot that little ball around and everyone... That's a fun yeah, game. What's that called again? Oh, I, I don't know. Really it's, just, it's awesome. Oddball or something like that, probably. So we're going to see 2142 in the coming um, months of the year. Um, the site, I believe, <laughs> months says... Months of the year. The site, I believe, says um, spring. Spring. Which, um, that's American, so um, that would mean sometime in December. This but, year. Yeah. Mm, I believe it's December, isn't it? It's coming summer now, I autumn, spring. I don't like Actually, about that, the Battlefield Actually, that'll be January sometime series. next year. The thing I don't like about the Battlefield series is they seem to release the games really close together. Which means I can never catch up with it because I have never have enough money. It's like, <laughs> hey guys, newest Battlefield Special Forces. Hmm, I'm gonna buy that when I have the Euro Forces. Oh god damn it! Yeah, and there's gonna be another expansion back even before 2142 comes. It's called Armored Fury. Don't really know what it's about. It's on the Battlefield 2 official site. You oh, never guess what I'm gonna say. Google just to it. recommend a map for everyone out there. Steel Thunder. Thunder is the best Battlefield 2 map ever created. Yeah, you'll find it on Fire Planet. You'll find it probably on some other um, BF2 modification you know who it's sites. Made by? No, actually, I don't know what, who it's. They made make a by. lot of maps of them, but um, it's it's a very good map. It's a ridiculously good map. It's awesome for multiplayer. Um, it has, 
great scenery and textures and things like that. Really well done by the people who made it. And um, it's great for a, yeah. a quiet game with just snipers and things like that, where you can. We you had know, a very tense game of that. It's extremely tense because there's really tall grass and everyone seems to blend in really well. It's like a full forest warfare style thing, and it's mad. Anyway, um, we're just gonna wrap up that one. And, Twilight uh, Princess. Move on, Twilight Princess. Yes, which. Have we got any more information about it? Nathan would know more than me, seeing he has the ADSL set of well, and I have <laughs> dialogue, 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 dialogue. <laughs> well, surprisingly, actually, not much has been released, except to say that, my goodness, people went crazy over this game at E3. I mean, the lines were horrendous for Wii, and I believe that they had a copy five of... hours or something. Yeah, even more than that. But people were saying they were waiting for up to six hours, five and a half hours, or something like that just to get their hands on a Wii and only get like a 15 minute play or something because the next person's like move <laughs> move I want to do a Wii Wii yes <laughs> I think a little Wii came out oh shut up <laughs> so I believe so how do you mum for me I believe they had a copy of uh, Twilight Princess running on a Wii down at E3 and um, I yeah people were raving out about it um, I'm sure it would have been at E3. I believe there is a trailer for it out now, but I'm not really sure about this. But Twilight Princess looks, again, another game to revolutionise series that has been so popular in past yeah. years. I Zelda mean, is huge. Zelda is a great series. I mean, even some of the Game Boy games which didn't do as well were quite fun. Like Game Boy Advance games like Link something or other. La la la. I'm not really sure. Link Adventures Advance or something, I don't know. Something gay. Yeah, something but, um, <laughs> since ever since Ocarina of Time, and even before that with the the earlier Zelda games, but Ocarina of Time on the N64, which is such a great game, I sometimes even still play that. I mean, the graphics for the time were insanely good, and they still are pretty good. Yeah, I know. Then they, they look awesome. Yeah, they're good, and um, I mean the stuff that you could do on it. Especially, like, just randomly you could fish, and you, like, ride a pony, and you, like, dive into rivers, and all of that stuff. It was very, like, the landscape and all of that was so interactive. And then they brought out Majora's Mask, and that was, like, kind of, everyone was just like, what? Skull Kid? This is freaky weird. <laughs> no, and, um, and then they, what was it, Wind Waker. Yeah. That was a good game. And the cell shading. For some reason, no one likes that. Really? Yeah. Everyone, well, obviously it was an extremely short game, not very long at all, ridiculously easy to beat, like you could beat it in one day if you just sat down and played it. Okay, well, I must have been misinformed, I thought people... Wind Waker, I I just, I love the art sort of graphics, though, it looks so mad. And that's what I was leading up to. an interesting style and awesome. I think they're bringing in the cell shading from Wind Waker into Twilight Princess as well. I don't know about that. Twilight Princess takes it on a very realistic look, but I think they're still using some styles of cell shading for different elements. But the main thing about Twilight Princess is just all the great stuff about, you know, the Zelda games before, and now you can do all these new things with the Wii controller. That's one of the main things, because they... I mean, if they hadn't made it interactive with the Wii controller, I think people would have, like, murdered themselves. (laughs) Because now you're, like shoot your bow and you've got like the pull the bowstring with like the nunchucker and you're just like whoa and then you got this little speaker here and it's like and you're like oh my god I love this game how mad is that realistic bow like shots and everything like yes. that 
It's like got its own little 5.1 setup, except in two little controllers. Which is going to wrap up this topic, um, and we're going to move on to 5.1 setups. So, um, well, not 5.1 setups, and you TV, just TVs and sound and things like that, and the setups you can sound, grab today sound, to get awesome sound, TV. Sound, 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 sound. Dial up, dial up. <laughs> anyway, Tim, I'll give you the honors for the end of this topic. End of topic of all of that tech. This has been all about tech so far. Oh, yes. Um, that was a song called Lick a Shot by Cypress Hill. Lick a shot. Anyway, Cypress Hill is a very good <laughs> band. <laughs> okay, um, we're on to talking about uh, speakers and TVs. Now, there's a huge range of TVs and speakers out there today, and I like choosing the right one is makes it so hard these days. So, the first thing we're going to discuss is LCD versus plasma. Mm, plasma, LCD, plasma, LCD, plasma. It's such a hard decision when you get out there and you see the prices on the LCDs, but then you see the quality of the plasmas is dropping and degrading very slowly. And um, it makes it so hard. Quality of the plasma is dropping, you think? Yeah. They're getting worse and worse because most manufacturers are putting their time and their money into research of LCDs because it seems like it's going to be the future. Especially since soon enough we're going to be having um, something called OLED, which is organic light-emitting diodes. Yeah, those things, they're amazing. The only thing about them is that you can't get the colours to hold on forever, and um, they don't last very long at all. But I'm just saying, it's amazing that you find these little, like, organic things that, like, emit light. (laughs) (laughs) That was a fly getting killed. Anyway. (laughs) Hit me! Hit me! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this has been the weird sound effects episode. Definitely. I think we're going to, you know, like, I don't know, make a band out of this one day. Call it the Techie Band. <laughs> Let's see if that name's taken. I'm going to register that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> All right. Um. So LCDs versus plasmas. It's a really hard decision. Yeah. And price-wise, they're getting more and more I competitive. I LCDs and plasmas mixed up anyway. Which is the one with the crappy viewing angles? Um... It depends. It really does depend. These days, you find the LCDs actually have the worst viewing angle, but they're putting these um, yeah. new types of plastic and glass screens in with a layer over the top so that the viewing angles are greatly improved, almost to the fact where you can view it completely sideways and see it perfectly. Yeah. I Plasmas still have an old cathode ray flat screen. Uh, that's good. No, 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 no. Not computer monitors. TVs, Tim. Yes, TVs. I know. My TVs, cathode ray. I'm scared. You should be. Surprise <laughs> me as soon as I watch it. Yeah, you... <laughs> All right, enough of the sound effects. Seriously, this topic is out of control. <laughs> okay, so um, out of control. I have a T-shirt like that. I'm sorry. 
Okay, so um, LCD versus um, Plasma. What would your choice be, and why? Well, I myself would have to go with... Um, hmm, I don't know. Why didn't you go first? Because <laughs> to tell you the truth, I really don't know much about either of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, my choice would um, have to be LCD. The only problems with LCDs is obviously the price quite expensive mm. and you don't get a, a large size for what you get but with LCDs you almost guaranteed to get excellent high definition beautiful quality and the thing that's becoming more and more apparent is that the speakers that you get with the LCD TVs are starting to become better and better quality and some of them even just bundling 5.1 packages with the LCDs for no extra charge but with the you know the plasmas because they're getting cheaper and cheaper they're bundling with packages that you actually have to pay for the little extra things you get. Yeah. So they're really trying to introduce LCDs to the market quickly and efficiently and make the customers get out there and want to buy LCDs, anyway, not plasmas. for the people out there like myself who know absolutely nothing about this, explain how LCDs work and explain how plasmas work. Okay, plasmas, I'm not an expert on plasmas. I know more about LCDs, but plasmas just um, work by... Um, I think it's tubes of light that go to each pixel in the screen, and um, it's not actually plasma. No, as <laughs> the name very much, cool. the name seems to suggest that it has plasma in the back of it, but it doesn't. I can tell you that much. Um, technically, I, I don't really know anything about <laughs> about the way these TVs work down deep, but LCDs work by tiny little light emitting diodes. Oh yeah, I know that. Three different colours, red, blue, green, I believe. Just red, um, red, blue, and green. Liquid and they work crystal. by combining the colours in each diode to give yes. coloured effects. It's quite cool, actually. It works the same way very old TVs used to work, you know, the, the huge reproduction TVs with the, the little tiny pixels of red, blue, and green to make up whole colours. Whereas plasma, I believe, could change different colours on each pixel. So plasmas give more of an... A smooth, even color effect. If I'm right, probably just feel like I'm making this up. Add glass on the front, though. Um, yes. Although most of them are replacing glass now with a, lo- a lot of thin plastic or the stuff that you find in your, on your LCD um, monitors as well. So that that sort of thin but that's smooth the only one plastic. thing I don't like about LCDs that you like touch it and it's broken. It isn't broken. It just gets so dirty so damn quick. Well, look at the freaking huge scratch on your one. <laughs> Is it a huge scratch? It's just... Tiny it's just giving him about eight dead pixels, that's all. Not eight, just enough to annoy me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I love my monitor, even so. Even scratches can't, you know, hide the truth that LCDs are so much better than old reproduction or um, CRT monitors. No, shut up. CRT rocks. <laughs> the only problem... CRTs have much better colour. Um, I love my But BenQ. they have nothing compared to the brightness that... Thank you, BenQ! L- LCDs have... Yeah, so, um... He just set his monitor onto death. <laughs> oh, that's a great video series for those who don't know. That's, um, DS Lite Review by a man named Cable. Um, you can log on to Cable, C-A-B-E-L dot info to check out his video series anyway. That's completely unrelated to TVs. Screw TVs. We don't know anything about TVs. I don't even know why we even thought we'd talk about this topic. But basically, buy LCDs, not plasmas. LCDs are the way of the future. LCDs are better. OLEDs are going to revolutionize the future of TVs. Speakers. Now, this is something we do know about. You'll be growing. 
your own TVs in the backyard with OLEDs. <laughs> this plant just turns into like a huge 107-inch LCD. What a weird size. 107-inch, anyway. that's <laughs> enormous. <laughs> <laughs> that's not enormous. You buy LCDs that size easily. Get well, huge. It break. Snap in half. Uh, 15-inch Prologic amplifier. Thick. Anyway. Onto speakers. Speakers is something that we do actually know something about, though not how they work, but... Logitech. We know that <laughs> the sound is what matters. Yes. Basically what we know. So, um... Yeah, let's if talk about brands of speakers. If you're buying speakers, don't even think about getting anything less than, like, 4.1. Can you even get 4.1? Yeah, you can. I don't know. My don't computer... Know. Five point one's cheaper, my obviously. My computer chip only has four point one, so obviously you can buy four point one. I guess. I don't know. Maybe they just don't use the center speaker. That wouldn't make any sense. So no just way. two front, two rear, and one sub. I don't know. Anyway, five point one is cheap enough to afford anyway these days. They're getting ridiculously cheap, etc. You can pick up a nice pair of Logitech speakers. Um, nice X, X530s They're awesome yeah. They're great sound Awesome bass You know You could turn it up And blow the windows out If you really felt like it We did You, you seriously can They're that loud They have that much power Behind them And they're cheap as As well They're great speakers You can pick them up For around $100 Australian $100 Not US pop. So that's what Like $70 US Or something mm, No Less than that No Exactly that, actually. Yeah, I'm that's what the conversion rate is. <laughs> <at the moment. laughs> okay. Anyway, yeah, so around $70 US. I have a computer in my head. Australian. Yes, Tim is a walking Pentium 5. He's very advanced. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so speakers. Um, let's talk about brands. What What is your favorite brand out of all the speakers you've ever owned? Definitely Logitech. Why is that? Well, they're cheap, and they, I mean... Obviously, they're not the best speaker out there, but they are very good. And, um, I mean, I had a 2.1 set up for a while, and there were these little speakers, but they had really good sound. The only problem is they they had a few problems, issues with dust and some stuff like that. But the subwoofer speakers they have for them are really good speakers, those ones. And the 5.1 I have now, uh, it's really cool. Especially seeing they make it really easy for you to like mount them wherever you want and that sort of thing. Yeah. And the subwoofer for this one is even better. It's, and they all plug into the subwoofer, and it's just really the way the cords are set up is um really an easy kind of setup because it's just like you stick them in and you know where to put everything. And also, it comes with a conversion tip from um the speaker plugs into TV ones. It actually comes with... Yeah, it goes straight to AVs, um, audio, yeah, audio It actually comes with a little, like, thing, you know, like, splitter thingamabobby. Yeah. And so you don't have to go out and buy anything extra if you just want to hook it up to your TV or anything like that. And they we work ho- extremely well with dedicated Xbox PS2 slash GameCube speakers yeah, yeah, yeah. as well. Yeah, so you can be playing, like, Xbox 360 with these nice 5.1 surround sound, and it's just a really good sound. And um, we tried it the other day, not with Xbox 360, obviously. I'm not, you know, I ha- I don't even have ADSL, so why would I have an Xbox 360? <laughs> I mean, they cost like a gabillion dollars. 
knife anyway. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't go out and buy the core system. Whoever does that, you're a lame-ass. So lame-ass. So your vote is um, Logitech? Definitely. Um, With what I've had, my experience. Well, I'm actually going to vote Bose, but let me speak a little bit about Logitech. I own the same pair of 5.1 speakers as Tim. I think it's X530s, I believe. Yes, X530. And they are great speakers. Exactly like Tim said, they come with everything. Like, anything you'd ever need to do, any job you wanted, they have it. It's clean installation, so easy to set up, and they give you all the mounts that you need. Really, really just idiot-proof setup to be able to put them straight in the walls. Yep. The only pr- My only complaint I have is that if you want to have this rear speakers back quite a way and you don't have anywhere to put the black cables, they are black and they stand out quite a lot on you know lighter color walls. But other than that, thankfully I mean, they if you really wanted to do that, setup. if you really wanted to do that, then you could just you know chuck in a pair of wireless speakers if you were going for the whole hog and you yeah. wanted to make them go. Back if you were wanting to have like this, I mean, obviously, if you're going for an entire like sort of theater room setup, you wouldn't even buy Logitech speakers because. They're not obviously the best on the market, for, but for their price, they are very good speakers. Um, and they also fix that damn light because the old Logitech 2.1s had this oh, little yeah. blue light that burned your eyes out. But now they have this nice little green one. It's like, hello, I'm Mr. Greenlight. I love you all. I am officially scarred for life. Yes. Um, anyway, back My to Bose. My mission is complete. But and back to Bose. Um, I've had the experience of. Um, having a pair of Bose. 7.1 bows, which 7. won't mine. one, Which won't mine, unfortunately, so I had to give back. But For everyone were, out there, that's seven speakers and one simple four. They were ridiculously good. Best bass I've ever heard. It, you wouldn't want to turn it past half volume. You would blow your windows out. No joke. They were that powerful. You could feel the air off them just by putting it you know, on like a quarter volume or so. Um, they were extremely powerful. They had great sound. And Bose, the thing I like about Bose is that... They got a you, cool name. You are going to heft out a lot of money for a pair of you know Bose speakers, or not even a pair, a quad, sec, sept, or whatever, of Bose speakers. They're, you're going to pay through the teeth for them, but they're, you're, they're not going to lack on any performance. They're not going to hold back. These are quality-engineered speakers, and they've got unbelievably awesome sound. I mean, you yeah. could pick up... These days, you walk into, you know, your general hi-fi store um, in Australia. You could go to JB Hi-Fi. They have uh, an awesome JB selection Hi-Fi. of speakers. Even, you know, places like Even Harvey awesome Norman, Kmart, everything. Maya, anything like that. Have a, you know, an awesome selection of speakers that you could pick up. And a lot of them offer these days, you know, imported sort of Italian brands of speakers. And although they look like brands that you'd not, you'd not know of, and I seriously recommend getting a brand that you know of because they have great warranties ask the person who knows what they're talking about down at the store and I'm sure they'll recommend a pair of speakers that they know work and that they know are good on price and on performance and these days you can pick up You'd those, think that, those you? well these days you can pick up those imported Italian speakers or something like that any you know wherever they're from like imported Italian shoes except without the leather and they, they are really stylish or well, some of them are really damn ugly but they have ridiculously awesome sound and um you know, there's plenty of good brands out there, Sennheiser, Bose, Logitech, that you can pick up for just cheap, or if you want to go the full hog, you can go expensive and get, you know, a decent pair of speakers. But my experience is Bose is much better than any other brand I've ever tried, but definitely second best, even over some Sennheiser speakers, I have to say Logitech. Comparing price to performance, Logitech is yes, sweet. They're good. So, final word on this uh, TV speakers topic. 
If you're going out for a TV anytime soon, try LCD out. I mean, if you don't have the money to fork that out, though, you can always you can still go back to plasma. But uh, plasmas are damn cheap. You get what you pay yeah. for. But you get what you pay for with plasmas. Um, I don't know. And uh, with the speakers, if you want to go the full hog. Try out Bose, but if you don't, Logitech. And if you just want to have a look around, make sure you um just have a look at all the, s- the brands that you might not know because there are some good speakers out there. Yeah, but beware, never ever skimp out in price on speakers because, again, same reason as TVs, you get what you pay for, especially with speakers. Anyway, trying to wrap up this topic. This has been All About Tech once again. We like to say this at the end of every segment. <laughs> That song was Dying Day by Mr. Steve Vai. He's, Steve Vai. He is so good, man. He's so good. If anyone has never listened to Steve Vai, you've got to find out who he is. You've got to listen to his music. He is so good. Um, he's master of guitar. He's awesome. Anyway, on to our big subject of the uh, week, month, year. E- well, definitely year. E3. The Center of Games, Center for Entertainment. E3. Um, Entertainment Expo 2006. Shut up! <laughs> Entertainment Expo 2006 just finished last week. Um, we have a huge, massive, gigantic list of trailers up on the blog. Gigantic. Freaking ages to do. Every single trailer released at E3, there's a link to it. If you want to download it, you need a Fire Planet or GameSpy account to download it. But me and Tim are going to attempt to talk about all the damn games that came out, or at least the good ones. And the ones that didn't seem so good. Um, obviously, we've talked about Battlefield 2142 already, this podcast, so we're not really going to bother talking about that, as well as... Twilight Princess. Twilight Princess, and we talked about the Wii the last how many episodes, so I think we'll leave the Wii and the Xbox 360 and the PS3 out of it, yes. so let's just focus I'm on so games. so sick of those guys. Yeah, who isn't? Let's just talk about the new games that we think are coming out. One that noticeably grabbed my attention was a game called Crisis. Now, I showed Tim the trailer of this, and both of us were kind of struck. It was an awesome-looking game. Absolutely awesome. Coming out by the people who made uh, Far Cry, and um, it looks absolutely sweet. Yeah, so that's one game that looks really, really good. We also saw another game coming out that um, I can't quite think of the name off the top of my head, which is kind of a bad thing to actually do, but it's a game where it's based on The Sims. It's by the same people, Maxis, I believe, by The Sims. Instead of oh, designing... that alien one. Yeah, instead of designing your family, you design a whole yeah. alien race from the ground up. Kind of strange, when you think about it. Kind of like that game where you, like, made one little bacteria spore and then you left it for a couple of days and it grew over your computer screen. It sounds like your fridge. One of the two. <laughs> Is that a game? We should make a game out of that. Anyway... I'm very good at programming. So, um... <laughs> Please, don't. <laughs> You're an idiot. Yep. 
Oh, there's too many games to even think about. You have Rainbow Six Vegas. Um, Vegas. That looks absolutely awesome. Just, that really struck a chord with me. It's basically the Rainbow Six guys in all their Rainbow Six gear just going out on the town, just betting that, like, their Rainbow Six No, but it's it's much more futuristic now, really, like, in the future looking... They're just, like... Sweet. Yeah, like, instead of having those, like, chips, they've got, like, little digital inputs on them. They're really cool. And, like, the Instead of guns, they've got, like... Pentiums. Stop interrupting my joke, okay? <laughs> so anyway, anyway, and they pay the babes there for um, uh, good luck. They blow on the dice and then they roll in it. Yeah. Like Las Vegas. That's show. a twelve. <laughs> okay. Um, Snake eyes, you lose. <laughs> Too many games to even possibly think about. Um, just so much good stuff coming out. So. Tim, what did you think of the show this year? Did you think it was a good show compared to last year? Do you think it was an average show? Do you think the games have a lot of prospect? Do you think they're going to do... You know, are they, are they going to revolutionise the way that we see games in the coming year? Well, I mean, the E3 last year, there are a lot of games there that were all like, oh my god, it's going to revolutionise the game world. And I mean, but they didn't really, so... What are we going to expect from this E3... The games there, I mean, a lot of the games were like, oh, they're so good, but, you know, they might not end up being like that because technology just keeps on moving. But even so, I thought the E3 this year was pretty good. E3 last year, um, the only thing I don't like about the E3 this year is they got rid of booth babes and everyone liked that. They did? Yeah, no more babes at the booth. Serious? Yes. I didn't know about that. Mm. Damn. I know. That's the only reason I went to it last year. I'm going to be lying. It cost me like $3,000 to fly over to the US because I actually um made my own plane. But um, no, I didn't get to see any poop babes. You don't know that you can't just walk into E3, don't you? <laughs> what? You can't just walk into yeah, E3. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so me and Tim attended E3 last year. No, um... Yes, um, Tim was having a relationship with one of the booth babes. No, 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 I was having a relationship with one of the reporters, so I got to go in. I am officially disturbed. <laughs> You're already officially disturbed. Yes, I already said that earlier anyway, on in the podcast. What do you, what do you anyway. think about E3? This year, I thought, yeah, it's cool. Especially the Halo 3 trailer I thought was really good. Um, I liked it. I mean, it's been a number of years since we've last had three big new consoles together and they were really hard hitting this year I mean last year we only saw the 360 and the PS3 I think might have been more like PS gay yes completely it's just stupid hey let's put a tilt sensor in our controller that idea has never been used before oh my goodness (laughs) that's such a good idea anyway so (laughs) PS3 is um gay Yes, um, and Xbox 360 is sort of, it's pretty damn good, <laughs> and then Wii's like, whoa, holy smokes, it's freaking awesome, it's just like, it just blows my mind, <laughs> and, um, 
Yeah, so E3 this year was it's good. We saw some good quality games coming out, some new ideas, which we haven't seen for, you know, a while. I mean, yeah. games have been pretty much the same for the last year. I haven't really seen anything new. Series have been trying to get new games. Battlefield 2 came out last year. Mm, I love Battlefield 2. Half-Life 2 was a big hit. Mm, I love Oblivion. Yeah, yeah. Mm, it's all the I same as the, the one before. Nothing really new. But this year we got to see... Finally, some new series actually coming out, and some new style of gameplay that we haven't seen for a while. So E3 this mm-hmm. year was great, and um, yes, that's basically all we can say on this topic. So, um, which you know, or we can say that other podcasts haven't already said over and over. You know, yeah, pretty much. We're a little bit late on this subject, but you know, me and Tim only, you know, <laughs> you don't like Podcast. to live in the same house. And we do have to other appointments, like. I mean, that reporter bitch, she's just, like, hogging me for a new car and diamond earrings and all this stuff, so I have to work, and like... King Kong and... That sort of thing, yeah. That's, um... Anyway, so we're gonna wrap this thing <laughs> up. This is all about tech. Um, well, that was uh, Fistful of Steel by a Rage Against the Machine. Oh, the Fistful of Steel! Okay. <laughs> that sounded very weird. Sorry. Anyway, we're going to wrap this uh, show up now with our very, very last topic. It is our website review of the software company Null River. You can find them Not at www.nullriver.com with the two L's. Null River, that old Null River. Anyway, it's it's really nice site. It's like basic. It's but kind it's of minimalistic. Nice. It is. It's very minimalistic, and it's just nice. They make very good software, and I can vouch for them personally. And no, I'm not receiving any payments to say this. <laughs> oh yes. They're going to pay two boys who do a little podcast for this, yes. If they paid Shared Industries, then yes, I would say <laughs> what they want. Um, but we do it for free, because we're just that nice. No, we're just that broke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway. <True. laughs> it's so true. Um, anyway, they've got really good software, and I can vouch for them personally. I use one of their so- um, software programs called um, MoviePod, which allows you to convert the videos to- onto your iPod. Now, Yay. how many programs have you seen out there that can do that well, better for free? And um, if you can find another program that can do it for free and is good and very easy to use and puts it in your iTunes music library, can even sync it straight to your iPod from the program, then, you know. And they also have Connect360, which is um, a program that allows you to connect your Xbox 360 uh, to your it? Mac instead your of Mac. Windows which is great which means you sync your whole iTunes music library yeah you can do all that guacamole jump your i your iLife stuff on there I believe calendars anything like that so basically if you're someone if you're a Mac enthusiast this is a company that would help you a lot because they've got a lot of things for um, iTunes like a lot of helpful accessories yes they they love their Mac products 
Um, you've also got another program called PSPWare, which edits, um, I believe, just the um, firmware on the PSP to be able to do things on it that you wouldn't normally be able to do, such as I think it's play like AAC encoded um, audio files oh, and a whole lot of other stuff. I don't, I don't know, but fact is, this is our, um, we're going to give this uh, rating out of 10, um, both of us, as our website of the week. Or the month, or the year, as I always end up saying every single episode, because yes. seriously, we always have such a random gap between them. Yes, yes, but, yes, um, yes, yes. We're going to give it a rating out of 10. Jim, your rating of the Null River well, site? I mean, it's pretty basic kind of website, but I think that's what they were kind of aiming for, so I'd give it about an 8. Nothing much higher than that, though, because, I mean, you could do more with it. It looked pretty professional, though, I have to say. The logos, I think they could improve on some sort of... The logos, uh, the PSP, where it's just a bit boring, because it's just a PSP with a little recycle thing. And it does... It's just... The layers kind of don't work for me, but that's just me. Um, Me, personally, I actually kind of like the logos for all their programs. Um, I like the MoviePod logo, just a little iPod with a play button in the middle. And the PSP logo, as Tim already said, is just a little piece of a PSP with a sort of recycle-looking logo in it. I quite like the logos. Connect 360 logo is a little bit boring, you know. It's just a recycled logo on its own, almost that type thing. But um, in terms of the site design, um, I think it's basic and it's very minimalistic, which is the style that I am very into. Mm. And um, but I do think they could do a little bit more with it. And um, I do think that they could make it a little more multimedia orientated rather than um, almost all static pages. Yeah. So maybe like a blog or something that could be updated more recently. Um, to well, let us know, like they to let us have ins- the, the homepage. It wasn't a blog as such. It was just um, it, it actually it was a blog, but it was a blog on things that had come out by them. So they only do it when they release a new version of software and things like that. Oh, okay. I think it'd be great to have like a blog by them um, as an insight to how they work as a company and how they get along and yeah. what they do. So oh, by the way, an insight into us: we get we don't get along at all. We hate each other so much. It's not funny. Tim is no dead. Anyway, life is, like a, life is like a video game for us. It's just maiming and killing, and then you get another life. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, let's wrap this uh, topic up. Let's wrap this episode up. Yeah, let's wrap the episode up. Um, what do you want to talk about next episode? Next episode. Hmm. wonder how long away that'll be. <laughs> um, obviously, we're going to have our good old speculation topic and our website review. Oh, and what something we've been promising for a couple of episodes, but we forgot to deliver a couple of times, is um, we'll be talking about uh, things that have been called to be released but haven't oh, yeah. been released and are just annoying us. Yeah, such like as Vista, Vista and, and PS3. Yeah. Perfect timing. <laughs> yeah, you, we, we told you about that last um, episode, but we were just kind of had a bit too much um, to do. Anyway, uh, uh, so we didn't really look into that very much. I'm we thinking will. for the speculation topic, we could be talking about the uh, the new iPod that's supposed to be coming out, the widescreen iPod. Widescreen iPod, that's interesting. Yes, very interesting. And um, also we'll talk about um, another Apple-related story. Apple um, discussing content deals with movie studios and how much easier that would make it to be able to get movies through the iTunes Music Store, yeah. full movies. So we'll chat about that maybe for speculation topic. Anything else? Um, in terms of the new Shady Industries site, um, we're going to be posting up... There's a beta up at the moment, and for our special podcast listeners, we'll give you the link to that. Yeah. Shady we'll Industries. We'll also mention that in the, uh, 
news podcast. Oh yeah, um, get to the new podcast in a sec. Yes, we have but, um, a few new podcasts that you'll be hearing in a sec, just to forewarn you. So you can jump on the, the, the beta of the new Shady Industries site at shadyindustries.co.nr slash v8beta. That's V8 with a number, B-A-E-T-A. And um, that's the beta site. It isn't completely done. Basically, only done a couple of pages out of it, but we're just experimenting with new sort of quick load um, site designs, more minimalistic but nicer and more professional looking is what yeah. we're going for. Yes. We've got new podcasts coming out. We've got the uh, the Boozik, which we're not really sure if that's our final name for it yet, but it's a books and music podcast. We have the Shane Industries News Podcast, which is uh, each week we're going to be talking about um, stuff that's happening. It won't be a very long podcast. It'll just be an update, kind of. Almost like a blog podcast. Yeah. Um, we'll be releasing... Um, we'll be changing the About Us section to include little facts about us and uh, a nice little quiz that each of us undertook to just let you know... What we're about and what what we like to do, and so you guys oh, can. And by the way, you can also check out some of our stuff on uh, DeviantArt as well. Oh yeah, um, we're going to be posting all the pictures from our DeviantArt accounts into our art sections and all the industries. The in the book section, you can check out some of the stuff that I do. That's that's on DeviantArt as well. Tim has written some freakishly good poems, and um, oh, they're not very popping good. there. Tim ba- likes to bag himself out about his poems, but I love them, and they're really really good. Um, what else to say? There's a new software program out. Um, it's called Prefetch Cleaner. You guys can grab it and clean your prefetch really easily. Still working on um, it, it's it isn't completely done, but um, I'll let you guys download it now anyway. I'll pop it in the, sh- the software section. So, anyway, um, back on to just uh, anything else you want to talk about for next week. Mm-hmm. We'll probably figure it out then. <laughs> so there will be some stuff we'll talk about next week, but we can't really predict the news because we're not like you know podcasters. We're like ninjas. Yes. <laughs> We're podcasters, not forecasters. Ooh, ooh, that's a new logo. Uh, wait, that's not a logo. What is that? A slogan. Do that's do its do slogan. Do anyway, do 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 let's wrap this podcast up. I'm Nathan Klein. I shall be Tim Evans in the future because I can forecast that. And this has been All About Tech.